And uh, what's going on in your country? Okay, your last part broke out there real quick. So repeat the question for me. Tell, tell listeners who you are. Give some background. I see the awards. You, you, it looks like you're a highly decorated veteran there. And I see the rifle. Uh, tell listeners who you are and viewers who you are and, and, and uh, what's happening in your country. All right. So I'm going to start back this far. I actually graduated from Valley Forge Military Academy. Uh, was a two-year high school, first team, All-American in football. Played all sports. Uh, full athletic scholarship to West Virginia University. I was a starting guard for the West Virginia Mountaineers. Got injured uh, going into my junior year. So I became a police officer. Was a cop for 15 years. Uh, when I turned, it was during my 35th year before I turned 36. Um, you know, the war in Afghanistan was really raging. So I walked into a Marine Corps recruiting station. And uh, I walked in. I said, I want to enlist. And they said, how old are you? I said, I'm 35. And they said, well, our cutoff's 27. Try next door. The Army will take you. So I walked into the Army office. The two sergeants in there stood up. They said, how you doing, sir? Whose father are you? And uh, I said, no, guys, I'm, I'm here to enlist. Long story short, enlisted infantry. Uh, stationed in Fort Carson, Colorado. Deployed to Afghanistan in 2012. Uh, was wounded in a gunfight there. Uh, while I was processing out of the military, being medically retired, uh, I actually started a company, took that company public, sold off my interest, came back to Pennsylvania, and um, started a second company. That one got acquired two years ago. Brother, I'm retired. I got a beautiful wife. My youngest son is four years old. His name is Jack Daniels. And... Uh, yeah, my wife's great. She let me do is he, it. Is he four foot ten? <laughs> He's a big kid. He's a big kid. Um, and you know what, brother? Like, we're we're the folks who just wanted to be left alone. Okay, just leave us alone. Let us have our freedoms. Let us do what we want to do. But then these socialist policies kept getting shoved down our throats. You know, and I, I look at my son and I think, what kind of future is he going to have? So I don't want him in 10, 15 years, 20 years from now, say to me, Dad, how come nobody stood up for us? So, brother, I'm a, I'm a conservative Republican because you know there's two types in the party. Okay? Oh, I do. Uh, yes. I do. <laughs> so I, I'm a conservative. And obviously you saw my ad. And I call out a lot of the, the rhinos, the, uh, the Democrat light that I like to call them. And we just had 19 of them sell out our futures by voting with the Democrats on the infrastructure bill. So it's got to stop. The establishment Republicans hate me. The left hates me. But you know what? The, the, the men and women who get up every morning to go punch a time clock, and a lot of them, my mom always said I was going to have a job where, I'm, where I wear my uh, name on my shirt, Okay. Brother, I wore my name on my shirt for over 20 years, and I'm proud of it, okay? So those folks have never had representation. I'm looking to represent the heart and soul of the American people. Teddy, man, you look like you should be in Sturgis right now. I should be. <laughs> I should be, brother. Like I said, I'm retired, okay? I hunt. You know, I love the outdoors. I love motorcycles, you know? Brother, I drive a big 
four-door lifted F-350 diesel, okay? Like, I'm just a regular blue-collar dude. And you're right, that's where I should be. But I'm not. I'm not. Right, okay. So, so, so we have, we have, and, and, and we have what you're talking about is basically the grassroots of this country, the, the same people that founded it. Okay. That's not a, that's not a racist no. comment. This is fact. Okay. And this is opinion more than anything, but these are people that want their freedom. They want their religious freedom. They want their, their freedom of speech. They want the freedom of media. And that is what you speak to. That is what spoke to me when I heard you, and that's what we're doing. So let's get into the nuts and bolts. And let me let me just let me just hit real hard right here. Let me just hit real hard, Teddy. What is driving this insanity? And and there's insanity on so many levels, whether it's the critical race theory, whether it's the mask and, and vaccine mandates, you know, or whether it's this this whole gender equality issue of pushing uh whatever it may be homosexuality transgenderisms which 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 all have their time in place martin luther king fought so hard i mean we have these different icons that far for different things we're not squashing this what we're saying is hey now you're starting to infringe on some of the constitutional issues but let's get let's get into the nuts and bolts here teddy in your view what's driving this what was what is behind this in, in your view in your opinion they've got two years they've got two years to push their agenda because in the midterms, we're taking the House, we're taking the Senate, okay? And, and, and brother, you know just as well as me, Biden is not the one calling the shots. He is a puppet. That's why he got the nomination, okay? He's not calling the shots. It's everybody else behind the scenes calling the shots. And like right now tonight, my wife, right this second, is at the local school board meeting. My son is supposed to start preschool. Now, the school board meeting is going to be discussing whether or not the the kids should have to wear a mask. Okay? My son won't do it. It's not going to happen. Okay? He's four years old. He's not going to wear a mask for a virus that has a 99.98% survival rate if you catch it. Okay? Hmm. My wife is a warrior. All right? She's like, no. It's not going to happen. I'm going to the school board meeting. And... You know, she she took my son with her. She's going to fight against any type of masks on the kids. That's so, great. I mean, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, brother, they have two years to push everything through because they know they know they're going to lose it. OK. And, and what, what strikes me is when Biden gave that interview about the executive orders saying, ah, president that, you know, governs by executive order is a dictator. He signed more executive orders his first two weeks in office. Yeah. Then I think the last three presidents combined. Yeah, that's it's, a good it's point. lunacy. It's absolute lunacy. Yeah, that's a good point. And I mean, let me just address one thing real quick. In that, and that you're you bringing up something that's very real critical here. And this is this is what I see happening is that the women are saying that's enough. And yep. the women, many women that I speak to, Teddy, many of the women are now saying, okay, look, we're going to the town meetings. We're going to the school board meetings. The men aren't doing it. But now, you know what, men? It's now it's time for you to raise your voice. Now it's time for you to take your stand. And that's what comes to my mind, Teddy, as you're talking about your, your wife uh, mm-hmm. going out there with, you, with, with your son. Um, let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about some of the fundamentals here. Mask, mask, uh, mask and vaccine mandates 
you know, how how can well we know that the federal government they they want they want to do it. And that's my view. That's my opinion. They want to do that. They want to go that route. They know that constitutionally they cannot. So it relies now on the governors. What are you seeing? So, for instance, in, in, in Florida, you got DeSantis. Mm -hmm. And DeSantis yet again is saying no masks, yep. no vaccines. It's optional for people that feel comfortable with those things. But now, like Palm Beach County or, or, or Broward County, now, you know, they're they're going, they're getting all upset now and saying, no, we got, we got to have our kids in masks yet going against the governor orders. What are you seeing in Pennsylvania in that regard? Okay. So here's the way I look at it. If you want your kid in a mask, put your kid in a mask. Okay. They're taking away our freedom to choose, which is the problem. The second the government orders or mandates anything, they're out of line. Buddy, I'm, I'm, I'm actually part libertarian as well. Okay. You know, leave me alone. Don't tell me what to do. So, and, and, and here's the way I like to look at this. If this is as deadly as the media says it is, why are they offering incentives and pushing so much for people to take this vaccine? Okay. If it was that deadly, people would be lining up to take it. You know, I, my, my wife and I discussed it. I said, you know, we, we watched, uh, oh boy, two months ago, watched a documentary on, on the Black Death, okay, in uh, medieval times. And I said, you know, here's something that wiped out over 90% of the population of Europe. If that were happening here, yes, give me the vaccine. Buddy, I, I could walk out of my front door any day and have a better chance of getting killed by anything else in this world than that, Okay. And my whole thing is this hasn't even been FDA approved. It's still experimental. Why would I put it in myself like that? You know, and that's the sentiment of a lot of people. And the sad part is, is now that the, the government is trying to push a vax versus uh, non-vax uh, okay, uh, to fight each other. Scary, that's exactly yeah. what they're trying to do. They're trying to create more divide to have people at each other's throats. And bottom line is, it should just come down to freedom. If you feel it's best for you, go get it. And if you're vaccinated, why are you worried about those that aren't? Aren't you protected now? If you wear a mask, aren't you protected? Don't mandate that on everybody. That's where our freedoms are being stepped on. Yeah, and, and 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 look, a lot of a lot of people right now are, are saying this is this is communism. I mean, you look at what Mike Lindell's doing right now in Sioux, uh, Sioux, uh, Sioux City, Sioux Falls, in South Dakota. I'm not sure what the name is, but uh, he's in South Dakota, and he's saying he's saying, hey, look, you know, the Chinese, the Chinese uh, hacked the, uh, the 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 hacked the the 2020 election, and 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 with the Chinese, we know that they adopted communism. Uh, yes. Post World War II, this is yeah, and it's not even not even a Chinese former government. I mean, the communism comes from Germany, Karl Marx. But here they are pushing communism on their on their on their uh, one billion plus people, uh, and and that seems to be what's happening here. Is is the United States being invented by communists? The Has it been the U.S. Already? The U.S. Brother, I got a letter from a Vietnam veteran. Okay, and and in this letter was very short, very simple. It said Teddy. I fought commies in Vietnam, and now they're walking the halls in Washington, D.C. Give them hell. Okay? They've, so, and you know this, the Communist Socialist Party 
infiltrated the Democrat Party because the Republican Party wasn't going to let them in. They infiltrated the Democrat Party. They have now taken over. This is not the same Democrat Party of JFK. Right. These people hate America. They hate us. They hate anybody with a different opinion. And you see it with the censorship. They hate us. They don't even want us to exist. They don't even want to negotiate with us. Okay? But yet you have so many weak-kneed, middle-of-the-road Republicans who say, you know what? I'll work with them. Screw that. We take over. This is our party. This is our country. Yeah. Are you familiar with uh, Are you familiar with the term called technocracy? You heard I am that? Not. Okay. I am so not. so there's there's a fellow there's a there's a guy named Patrick Wood, and Patrick Wood has been studying what's happening. Basically, the merging the merging of technology with e-commerce or with mm-hmm. commerce and how, how our lives are operating, which is follow the money, right? Uh, money. So, t- so technology and money and how those two worlds uh, are co- combining and colliding right now. Uh, he gets into some really interesting things in regards to how this might be fueled by a communistic and how communism is related to a economics uh, on a political, political, political agenda and a political scale. So let me, let me just mention this. Let me just ask you this, Teddy. Uh, in, in, in the World Economic Forum out of Switzerland, uh, we know out of Davos, right? We know that we know that Klaus Schwab is calling for a, a great reset. You're familiar with that? Yes. yes. What's happening there, Teddy? In your eyes, how is, is he is he trying to take advantage of a uh, it, it's hard to even call it a pandemic like you're no, saying. Ninety nine percent. Yeah, it's a fake phony pandemic where people are paid to sit home and listen to propaganda. That's all it is. Brother, I was in the military. We had PSYOPs units, okay? That's exactly what they do. You tell somebody the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, they're going to believe it's true, okay? So think about this. States shut down. Businesses shut down. What's everybody doing all day? They're sitting at home. What's on TV? The news. They're pushing that crap right into everyone's household. And they're getting the easily influenced on board. Unfortunately, that is the Great Reset. I've been hearing about the Great Reset coming for years. And it's here. And we need to stand up and stop it and say no. Teddy, what we've got we've got Bishop Garrison, right? He's a West Point grad, I think he is. Uh, Bishop Garrison now working uh, lockstep with uh, with Lloyd Austin, and you got you got the Secretary of Defense representing the strongest military on the planet with a mask and a face shield. Te- whoa, I mean, it, Teddy, what is happening to this military? It signals weakness. It signals weakness to our adversaries. That's exactly what it does. Okay, these guys are afraid of something with a ninety nine point nine eight percent survival rate. Okay. And you know what? I, I I did some looking into this. There's only about 10% of the U.S. population that is even physically eligible to serve in the armed forces. Okay? The people that go in there, these are the best shaped, healthiest people out there. Why is the military trying to force vaccines on them? They're the last ones that this would affect. So why? It's it It's crazy. It blows my mind. You know, it like it's almost like we're a reality show for freaking aliens right now because 
I can't even logically explain why people are doing this. And, you know, Joe Biden is a bigger threat to the American people than any of our foreign adversaries could ever be. And people just need to open their eyes. Is it possible, Teddy, from, from what you understanding, and this has been coming across uh, my, my screen uh, recently, and I've been seeing this uh, for, for a number of years now, that FEMA camps, this is what I, what I was previously uh, privy to, is that FEMA, FEMA camps can be used as re-educational camps. The CDC is now way overstepping their boundary and calling for like moratorium on mortgage payments. What, what the heck are they doing? Unless I misunderstand it. What are they doing getting involved in the mortgage business? Mm -hmm. The CDC is totally corrupt from, from my view. And the CDC now has their kind of camps for, for people to go to that might be high risk to others. Uh, some thoughts on that. Some thoughts, some thoughts on okay. that. For as long as you've been voting, did you ever cast a vote for anybody from the CDC? <laughs> no. Did you ever cast a vote for anybody from the CDC? This is straight government bureaucracy and overreach, okay? Now, what you just said 10 years ago, I probably would have laughed off, okay? But now, today, with as far left and crazy as they have gone, I don't put it past them. I don't put them past them to set camps up, to start rounding up the unvaccinated, okay? Um, you know, people were saying that, Katie Couric even said it, deprogramming Trump supporters. We need to be deprogrammed. This is Katie Couric, mainstream media, saying crap like that. You know, I'm a grown man. I can think for myself. That's that's one of the great parts of, of living in this country is let people think for themselves. Let them have their own opinion. But if you notice, the left is only shutting down the opinion of the right. OK, the big tech is only shutting down the opinion of the right. And, and what really bothers me, you know, the First Amendment, the freedom of speech and the freedom of the press. The reason that that was put in there was so the little man could have a voice to criticize his government through the press. That's the whole freedom of the press. The press could not be punished for the little man holding his government accountable through the media. They've done a completely 180, and now the media is on the side of our socialist government trying to silence the little man and the everyday American. Yeah, we've we've got we've got a clear divide here. It, it, it's it seems it seems very apparent to me that that, that 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 the country is simply divided. You got you got those that 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 side with with these socialist uh, policies, and you've got those that are saying, "Hey, wait a second, no, I got a constitution. You can't step on that." Uh, what are your thoughts on critical race theory? That's totally integrated the military. You know, so. It teaches, obviously, that white people are oppressors and minorities are the oppressed. You know, it's almost like we all have the white privilege card. I, where was my white privilege card growing up? Yeah, you said you worked, you were a name tag worker, right? You <laughs> yeah, brother, my, my mom worked in a textile mill. My dad was a brick and stonemason. And in the wintertime, we couldn't afford oil for the tank in the house when I was a kid. We had to wear winter coats in the house. My mom would turn the electric oven on and open the door for a couple hours a day to warm the house up, okay? 
we would sit on the couch, winter coats and blankets, where you could see your breath in the air as you're watching TV. Where was my privilege? How, how am I an oppressor? And, and I think the whole thing is a crock of shit because when I played athletics, when I was a cop, and especially when I was in combat, nobody cares if the guy on your right or your left is black, brown, Asian, yeah. Hispanic, Buddhist, Jewish, atheist, doesn't matter. Hey, when we get in the shit, you got my back, I got yours. Okay, it was shared suffering is what it was. And it was shared suffering that brought us from all different backgrounds together as a unit. People don't get that. You know, these are the folks that sit around and they watch the garbage on TV all day. Army Green, that's how they see it. Army Green. Let yep. me ask you a question, Teddy. Did you vote for Donald Trump? And if you voted for Donald Trump, why did you vote for Donald Trump? Brother, I voted for Trump in 2016 and obviously again in 2020. And when Donald Trump came on the scene, my father, my, my father passed uh, a little over two years ago of, of cancer. The man worked his whole life, retired, and then died a year and a half later. Okay. Oh. My father told me, he goes, you know, and this was back in 15 after Trump announced he goes, here's a man who gets it. He goes, most of these politicians, they come around every two years, every four years. You know, I'm for the working man. I'm going to fight for you. He goes, I'm telling you right now, Teddy, this is the guy. He gets it. You could tell just how he is. He gets it. And, and my father was never big into politics. But boy, when Trump came down that escalator, he was like, this guy gets it. He's he never thought that a billionaire would be the savior of the blue collar men and women of this country. But he was. OK, so voted for him in 2016 and then late. I'm sorry, early 2020 uh, was actually brought in by Vets for Trump as the Northeast United States director of Vets for Trump. So. All last summer, all last fall, I traveled around the entire Northeast at rallies, speaking at rallies, speaking with folks and veterans specifically, get involved, keep this man here. His policies and cleaning up the VA and fixing the bureaucracies there was so beneficial to me. You know, he didn't have to care, but he does. And when the man said he's gonna do something, he did it. And I think that's why so many military folks love him too. Yeah, and 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 here's here's a guy that used to vote a Democrat. So he's he's saying, hey, you know, I, and 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 let me say, let me answer this, Teddy. When I first heard Donald Trump talk in 2015 about possibly becoming a presidential candidate, he said that he would be independent. He would run independent and self-finance. Now, personally, I had voted for Ross Perot back in the '90s, so I like mm -hmm. I like that kind of independent. Dinker, what will you do in Pennsylvania when you get your congressional seat? What's the first thing you're going to do to change Pennsylvania, Teddy? Oh, boy. Well, the first thing we need to do is we need to bring jobs back to my area. My area is so depressed ever since the coal industry ended here 50, 60 years ago. It turned into a, a very depressed area. My opponent, you know, he came out and said that, uh, you know, Northeast Pennsylvania always seems to handle a recession well. Well, when was the last time they saw prosperity? 
Okay, of course they're going to handle a recession well. They live it 12 months out of the year. We have empty warehouses. Businesses closed down. Okay, we need to bring manufacturing and tech jobs back to Northeast Pennsylvania. We need, like, like right now we've got the casinos. Okay, we've got that kind of stuff. I love the mom and pop shops. I love all the little restaurants. As you can tell, I pro- you can probably tell I love all the restaurants around here. But, <laughs> you know, bringing back high-paying jobs is going to benefit every ancillary business, every small business, and will increase the quality of life for everybody in the area. That's, That's the first a- thing we got to do. Okay. Second. What's the second thing? Your, your economy, the economy is first. What's the second thing? Are people's rights, uh, you know, let's let's just assume there's still this battle with masks and vaccines. Is there something else outside of that that, that, that needs to be tackled? Well, well obviously, you know, I'm not for federalization of anything. You know, I'm, I'm a Tenth Amendment guy. I'm a states rights guy. OK, smaller government is better, co- better government. The bigger the government, the more issues and problems you're going to have. We need to shut down the border immediately. Mm-hmm. Needs to be done. OK, that's not migration. That is an invasion of criminals. They are stepping on this soil illegally. That is an invasion, okay? And and it's ironic that the left wants to shut down schools, throw masks on our kids, throw uh, experimental shots into our arms, but yet you could just come right across the southern border and be bused to small towns all across this country. Untested, unvaxxed, everything. The hypocrisy freaking kills me. The other thing I'm looking to do is a a national concealed carry. Okay, the the Second Amendment is the Second Amendment. All right. You want to carry a gun, carry a gun. I made my living with one for over 20 years. Second Amendment is the Second Amendment. Um, Honestly, I don't even feel you need a concealed carry permit. You don't need to do it. The government has no right to limit any amendment in the Constitution. The right to keep and bear arms, keep and bear arms. That needs to be done nationally. We, we, we get rid of that. You know, there's so many states right now, you know, that if you get a concealed carry permit, oh, you can use it, you know, it, it, it's good in this state, this state, this state, and this state. It should be just like a driver's license, okay? You have a driver's license, it's good in all 50. Same thing with guns. You should be able to carry anywhere on American soil. That's it. Okay. And then we need to bring back the president's America first policies. Okay. We need to, to fix these trade deals with China. Like Biden literally came in and he didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to do anything with the border, with trade, with anything at all. And we would have continued to have been fine. It's almost like he he is intentionally sabotaging this country it, it brother i, I get wound up about no, the whole thing Teddy, i agree with you and, and 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 let me let me get back to this let me get back to this it seems like seems like yes the, the the country has been invaded yes there is a there's a socialist and communist agenda at play and yes as you mentioned i believe you said it that biden is simply a puppet there are there are it seems, there are bankers in my in my research Teddy, there are there are bankers above him pulling his strings. So let's get to let's get to one of the questions I like to ask 
most on the very basic level. We've got Biden now. It's a thirty what thirty trillion dollar federal debt. Mm -hmm. uh, it, why is that? Why is it? Why is it that that is not the top concern of every politician on the Hill and any politician across the country? That's part of the federal the federal system. Why are they not saying let's get out of this debt? Well, Talk a little because Go ahead. because it's not a glamorous thing for their platform. That's why, because it doesn't immediately affect them. Okay. Look at the ages of some of these folks in office. They've got millions, okay? They, it, it's ironic, they go around, they talk about kitchen table issues. Their kitchen table issues are, should we hire three more butlers or buy another plane, okay? Where most of America, their kitchen table issues are, man, our business was shut down. You know, what are we, do we sell the house and start to rent? Or, or what, do, I mean, some serious, serious issues. This 30 trillion in debt, is going to affect my great, great grandkids, okay? They have sold out my son's future and my grandchildren's future by doing this, all because, eh, doesn't affect me. I don't care. Well, it affects everybody else. And the sad part is, is the everybody else has never had a voice. They've never had a voice. They had that voice with Donald Trump. He stood up and fought for him. And Trump was right. You know, hey, the media, the left, the rhinos on the right, they weren't after him. They were after us. He just stood in the way. Yeah, and that's that's what that's what DeSantis, that's what Governor DeSantis in Florida is saying right now. You're gonna have to go through me. Joe Biden, you're gonna have to go through me. And I believe he's a former Navy SEAL, isn't that right? I think he was a JAG lawyer. Uh he was a JAG lawyer. Big difference from a SEAL. Yeah. Okay. Uh he was a JAG lawyer, maybe he represented uh, Navy SEALs. Um, so, so tell, tell us in a little bit about your, you, you have been endorsed by Donald Trump. Have you been endorsed? I see a, no. a photograph there behind you. <laughs> no, that is not an endorsement. Uh, actually met Donald Trump at his golf course. Um, Wait, and, in and New we, Hampshire or, uh, no, in New, Jersey? in New Jersey, in New Jersey. And, um, we actually discussed briefly the audit in Pennsylvania and what needs to happen to get it done. Now, now Doug Mastriano, State Senator Doug Mastriano, who's been leading the charge in Pennsylvania, uh, he's endorsed me. Arizona State Senator Wendy Rogers, she's endorsed me. Right. Uh, Arizona State Rep Mark Fincham, who's going to be the next Attorney General of our, or, uh, no, I'm sorry, next Secretary of State. Sorry, Mark, when you watch this. Uh, the next Secretary of State of Arizona, he's endorsed me. Kim Klasick. You know, she's an anti-establishment type person. She, she raised a lot of money. RNC didn't come in and do anything for her. Didn't help her one bit. You know, Kim brought me in, says, I want to help you. You're the type of person we need. So, you know, we, we've got a lot of strong allies moving forward. And, and, and I can tell you the endorsements, uh, we've already got some soft endorsements that uh, are going to turn into hard endorsements in the next two, three um, two, three weeks. So Jay, as we wind down here, uh, 2020 was, was the, was the election, uh, was it rigged and who absolutely it? And it was 100% absolutely 100% absolutely brother. I've been watching this symposium and again, I'm not a guy who's easily influenced. I was a cop for 15 years. You look at facts and you build a case. Okay. You can't build a case on feelings. 
You can't build a case on maybes. You look at the facts. And right now, there are enough facts present in Arizona, decertify the election. There's enough facts in Pennsylvania, decertify the election. Enough facts in Georgia, decertify the election. And enough facts in Michigan to decertify the election. You decertify those number of states, okay? It's over. It's over. You don't, all you have to do is prove fraud. That's it. That's all you have to prove, okay? Arizona has shown it. You know, uh, I'm, I'm seeing and I'm hearing that, that these machines were connected to the internet. How many people went and testified under oath, uh, uh, no, these machines can't be connected to the internet, it's impossible. Guess what? They connected to the internet, okay? This was a foreign takeover of our election. How else, and again, I, I'm a data guy, you know, you, how else do you at 4 a.m. count for the spike for Biden? That's statistically, mathematically impossible. It's impossible. We've seen the videos of Ruby Freeman, okay, running stacks of ballots over and over, the same stack, over and over and over and over and over again. We've got thousands of sworn affidavits from witnesses. That doesn't mean anything? Doesn't mean anything at all? You know, and the reason the left and big tech is shutting down the narrative on the right, they got their guy. It's all that matters. We're all conspiracy theorists. You know, you look at facts, you're a conspiracy theorist. So that's, hey, you know what? They better start coming up with more conspiracy theories because everything that used to be a conspiracy theory is now turning out to be true. The Wuhan lab with the virus, okay? We were all conspiracy theorists. No, it's called looking at facts. Am I going to believe some guy in a, in a back alley in China contracted this disease from eating a raw bat? Or, hey, here's a laboratory right here in Wuhan, China, that was doing gain-of-function research on viruses. Could it have escaped from there? Gee, let me see. Guy eating a raw bat or, you know, the, the lab doing the gain-of-function research. Yeah, I'm going to go with the lab. That, that's probably the logical choice. And then the way things played out, sure enough, they believe it came from the lab now. Yeah. Uh, what about, uh, uh, Teddy, as we wind down again, what, what, some, some thoughts on, 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 on Antifa. Uh, it's, 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 it's fact. Again, this used to be theory, but now it's fact that George Soros is funding these civil unrest groups. Um, and, 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 and again, this is, this is a fire that's burning from within. So a man that served in Afghanistan and there's, 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 there's hundreds of hundreds of thousands of you across this nation that, uh, that, that, that mean business. Um, what do you do? What, what, what do you do? Teddy, what do you do? As you, and not inciting violence and, 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 and certainly, and I'm not, I'm not suggesting violence yeah. at all, but, but what do you do? How do you, how do we combat this? Well, you know, you mentioned Sturgis, okay? I don't see waves of Antifa going through Sturgis this week, do you? <laughs> I, no, I, okay. I, I don't see they, that. <laughs> they hit the latte folks in Seattle, 
They're not hitting Sturgis. Big difference, okay? They are cowards. They are a terrorist organization, and they prey on the weak. That's all they do, just like any criminal, just like any terrorist organization. They prey on the weak. Antifa, you know what? If they even wanted an ounce, just an ounce of respect from me, I dare them. Go into Sturgis a thousand strong and see what happens. <laughs> Teddy. See what happens. You want to prove, you want to prove your point. You want to be taken seriously. Go to Sturgis. See how that okay. works out. <laughs> uh, and, and they don't have to worry about finding any uh, whiskey, I don't think. I think. <laughs> No. I think Jack Daniels is one of the main sponsors. They may, they may end up making peace. Okay, uh, again, no violence here. Uh, Teddy, January 6th, talking about Antifa. Was that possibly set up by Antifa, January 6th? Capital I don't Antifa? think I, – I honestly don't think it was set up by Antifa. I think that they may have infiltrated the crowd, okay? Uh, Tucker Carlson did a, did a great report about possible uh, FPI informants that were actually inciting and leading the crowd at, you know, at the Capitol on January 6th. Brother, I was there. I was in D.C. on January 6th. I was at the Capitol on January 6th. Difference is, I wasn't inside the Capitol on January 6th, okay? I was outside, maybe 40 yards back from the, from the steps on the side that faces the Supreme Court. And I took a video of it and I put it up on Twitter and said, I'm here, Patriots. And it was a bunch of people singing God Bless America, waving flags. Okay. Wow. I, my son was three. And I told my wife, I said, you know what they're showing on the news? I didn't see any of this. I said, where I was, I would have felt totally comfortable having my son with me there. I was talking to folks who came in from all over the country they wanted to hear the president speak. They wanted to hear the lineup. And they just wanted their voices to be heard. That's it. It was a handful of idiots. And again, was the FBI involved in that? As Tucker reported, you know, was Antifa undercover there, as was reported? Possibly. But I'll tell you what, out of the, the million plus people that were there, to have maybe a couple hundred act like idiots, the media is is going to push that narrative into the midterms. That's exactly what they're going to do. Okay, and I'll tell you this: the January sixth commission. I saw those four cops, okay, testifying to the commission, all in tears. Okay, it was the most violent thing. I've ever seen in my life. This was worse than my tour in Afghanistan. Brother, there's a big difference between, and again, respect to all cops, okay? But there's a big difference between the street cops who go out in this country every day and put their asses on the line and those guys there at the Capitol Police, okay? And here's where my big issue is. If you're a teacher, if you're a cop, especially a cop, if your political um, bias is known, you need to turn your badge in, okay? Justice is blind. These guys pretty much went up there, denounced, 
everybody on the right, okay, called everybody on the right domestic terrorists, you know, how much they hate Donald Trump. You know what? It's great that you have that opinion, but now we can't count on you to be fair and impartial under the law. Because what Republican would ever feel like they would get a fair shake in front of one of those guys? They need to resign. I say it with teachers. You know, if you if, if a child knows their teacher's political affiliation, they need to go into another profession. Same thing with cops. You know, it's okay amongst cops to sit there and have political discussions, but if people in the general public know what your political affiliation is, turn your badge in. You cannot effectively do your job anymore. Coming from a man that served in Afghanistan, and, you know, that makes complete sense. Separate church and state. Yes. Uh, keep, keep that separate. Uh, Teddy, thank you for joining the program. and appreciate your time. I want you to leave the final words here for listeners. Uh, what, uh, what do you want listeners to walk away from? Uh, you're, you're obviously a big man. You, you, you serve the country on multiple levels. Uh, what do you want listeners to walk away from this evening? Brother, I want them to know that I'm doing this. Like, I'm not thrilled about going to D.C. And, de and dealing with the swamp. What motivates me is standing up for the everyday man and woman in this country who feels like their voice has been lost. Again, I'm retired. I don't need to be doing this, but somebody needs to take the fight. And you know what? When I told my wife I was running, she said, can't you just get behind a candidate and support them? And I said, do you trust our child's future to another candidate? I don't. And she goes, well, looks like you're running. So, you know, it's not just this generation that we need to save. It's the generations to come. And brother, I've got a big mouth. I don't care what I say. I'm a Freedom Caucus guy. The right's not going to control me and the left isn't going to intimidate me. So they can bring whatever they got against me. And I'm still going to be standing strong. Teddy, uh, you got my vote. I'm going to introduce you to, uh, to an organization I've been working with recently called Restore Liberty. And uh, he's a former lieutenant colonel in the U.S. Army, uh, flew Blackhawks. I'll introduce you to see if that's of interest to you. He's right now at the symposium. Absolutely. So, uh, Teddy, I look forward to working, for, working with you and uh, having you back on the program. Ladies and gentlemen, Teddy Daniels. Brother, I appreciate it. Thank you so much.